Costs to originate keep rising, even with more technology in the industry. The problem is the core platform. A new LOS can re-architect the process around data, not humans moving paper files. Vesta has built this LOS, and you can learn more at Vesta.com. Pulled from the hottest topics coming across our news desk, I'm Elissa Branch, and this is Housing Wire Daily. Today's Housing News crossover episode features an interview with Steve James, the Chief Marketing Officer at Fannie Mae. Steve joins Housing Wire Editor-in-Chief Sarah Wheeler to talk about Fannie Mae's Here to Help initiative, and he shows us a glimpse into what marketing looks like for a highly regulated company like Fannie Mae. But before we listen, here's a brief word from our sponsor. Want to give your customers the streamlined mortgage experience they expect? Fannie Mae's digital mortgage solutions are fast, efficient, contactless, and they save paper. Our digital mortgage solutions provide efficiency for you, convenience for your customers, and deliver a great experience at every stage of the mortgage cycle. Own the mortgage experience with Fannie Mae's innovative solutions. Visit FannieMae.com slash go digital. Welcome, everyone. This is Sarah Wheeler, Editor-in-Chief at Housing Wire, with the latest episode of our Housing News Podcast. I'm so excited to introduce our guest today, Steve James, the Senior Vice President, Chief Marketing Officer at Fannie Mae. Steve built a new centralized marketing and communications function to serve Fannie Mae's single-family and multifamily business lines and to support enterprise across all the key areas. Before joining Fannie Mae in 2016, Steve held senior roles at TIAA, Capital One, Toyota, and Lexus. Welcome to Housing News, Steve. Terrific. Thank you, Sarah. Great to be here. We are so excited to have you. So the first question I always ask on Housing News is how people got into the industry. So so tell us how you made your way to Fannie Mae. Yeah, absolutely. So you mentioned a bit of my background and it actually started, um, I started in financial services just almost 20 years ago now uh, while I was working at Toyota. So I was actually leading Lexus product planning. I had an opportunity to move over to the, the financial services side of Toyota for a couple of years. Um, and it was interesting because I, you know, I loved the automotive side, but I found there was so much opportunity on the financial services side. And from there, I went to Capital One, where I led uh, eventually all of the non-card marketing and innovation. And that included home lending. Uh, Capital One was, when I joined, just really a, a credit card company at the time, pretty much a monoline. And, and you know, Capital One grew by um, acquiring branch banks as well as other types of lenders and other companies, including a couple mortgage lenders. And so I had a team that was focused on innovation and marketing for mortgage. Um, And what I noticed as we did a lot of great innovation in the banking space, in the um, payment space, in other lending business space, we weren't doing much in mortgage. And so I started to work with my team and the business partners on, you know, what can we do to take some of the friction out of the mortgage process? How can we make it cheaper, more efficient, more effective for, you know, for potential homeowners or people who want to refi? And, you know, what the answer I got, Sarah, was, well, we can't do that. Fannie and Freddie have to do it. Um, and I think, you know, that that kind of summed up the feeling at the time. I mean, this is probably 15-ish years ago of, you know, you saw rapid innovation in so many parts of the financial services industry, and you saw very little um, in, you know, in the housing industry. I mean, you know, I, I pay for 
you know, everything using my watch now, right? I mean, I, you know, deposit checks. I don't go to a bank. If I ever get a check, I do it on my phone. I send people money, but yet I'm still, you know, for, for many years, still, you know, signing a hundred documents in, in mortgage. So, you know, I, I had an opportunity about five and a half years ago to join Fannie Mae. And, um, and I'm really happy I did because some of the reasons that I was joining and what they were looking for was how can Fannie Mae change what they do working with the industry to help make the mortgage process much better for consumers and make it much better for lenders, for servicers and others who are part of the process. So that's really what got me into the industry, um, what pulled me to Fannie Mae. And it's been a great five and a half years. I, I love that because. I mean, you didn't go straight to Fannie Mae. You went, you know, first you worked with people who who they serve, right? Their clients serving ultimately the consumers. So so what an interesting way to come about it and to really understand Fannie's mission and, and also maybe some of the challenges than to have been on the other side and be like, yeah, this is exactly what they're already facing. Yeah, we, we, we you know, it, it's neat because being on the, the, the side directly working with consumers on the primary side, we saw that every day and we saw the challenges people were having. And, you know, we'd see, well, if Fannie would change this, we could help them or we could do this better. So it was it was really neat being able to get that and bring that and bring, which is which is some of the, the things that Fannie Mae has done over the course of the last um, several years, which is bring folks from the outside who have had that experience and they can bring those direct experiences in to help do those things that will change both for, for lenders and servicers and borrowers, but also, you know, change things for the better for consumers. Well, you know, you mentioned the word innovation, and so definitely want to talk about that because here you are, you're at an incredibly large and incredibly regulated company. So how do you balance that, those two things with the fact that, you know, you want to do innovative marketing? Yeah, you know, um, when I joined um, Fannie Mae, marketing was really a, um, it was kind of a, a brochure or an ad a print ad in some sort of periodical. I mean, that was marketing at Fannie Mae. And I saw so much opportunity to do more, to partner with our, our lenders and servicer partners on the single family side um, and develop things that can help them help the consumer in the end. So what, what we did is, you know, to, to drive that innovation, we brought in folks who had all different types of experiences. And one of the things that, you know, I'm a really strong believer in from a from a leadership perspective is, you know, we're going to get the best answers to problems and challenges if we have a diverse set of views and opinions and experiences that 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 come in. And so we brought in a lot of folks who had those different experiences, not, you know, not solely on the primary side, but in different industries, working on different things outside of financial services so that, you know, those diverse backgrounds and experiences could help us figure out new ways to tackle problems and challenges. Um, you know, I, I, I also make sure from a team perspective that we encourage them to try new things, right? Within within bounds, you know, we give people the opportunity to innovate and test and do things um, that they can, you know, feel like, well, we can, you know, de- you know, develop a new way of doing this or a different way of attacking this problem. And that's helped us become more innovative. And, and over the course of the last few years before the pandemic, um, we did quite a bit to help get some of our, our marketing technology in place so that luckily when the pandemic hit, we were in a place that we could do some of these things. Because I'll tell you, Sarah, if you know, if it were you know four or five years ago, we would have never been able to do that type of, of outreach and education to consumers. Well, you know, that's one of the reasons I wanted to have you on is because I was very intrigued by the by your outreach effort during the pandemic, that whole here to help outreach effort. And so I'd love to know more about that. You know, how did that come about? 
And, and can you look back at the spring of 2020 and the obstacles, challenges you faced when you first started formulating it? Yeah, Sarah, I, you know, I, I was um, very, very focused in the months actually leading up to the pandemic. And I, I'll say the pandemic, in my mind, kind of started mid-March when, you know, most companies kind of went and shut down or, or went to virtual, you know, kids stopped going to school. Um, I had been listening to so many podcasts. I love podcasts, so it's great being on one. Um, so many podcasts about what was happening in China and potentially around the rest of the world and, and how this could be a very, very severe and serious, um, you know, we didn't even think of the word pandemic back then. Like No one even said pandemic, but a serious you know, health emergency. Um, and as, you know, as we got closer and closer and then, then you know, mid-March um, really hit, um, we started to think as well about what, what's the economic impact for um, consumers and for homeowners and renters, just everybody uh, of this, because you know you couldn't get toilet paper and stuff, right? You couldn't, you know, you were worried about feeding your family. People were losing their jobs. They were worried about staying in their homes, and I, you know, we saw very, very quickly um, in in you know late late March and April, um, we saw people who were worried about paying their monthly bills. They had no idea about any relief options. They just didn't know. They didn't know who to contact. Um, you know, we read, you know, I was reading news articles, you know, every hour, every, it felt like every half hour. And one of them told you one thing and another one told you another thing. And I'd see someone on TV and he told, you know, a homeowner renter a completely different thing. And it was just massive confusion and misinformation. It, it was a pandemic that we didn't even realize was a pandemic. It was a financial crisis. And no one knew what to do during these times. And we felt like this was an opportunity. You know, we, we call it kind of a mission moment or a mission-driven organization. We felt it was a mission moment that we needed to mobilize resources around the company, not just to help our partners um, in, the, in the industry and not just to help consumers, but to educate them uh, about what was going on and what their options are and what they can do. So, um, in in roughly late April, early May, we announced our you know here to help, which you mentioned, which is our you know it's we think of it as our consumer face, facing education effort, but it but it really does three things. Um, you know, first, it educates consumers impacted by COVID nineteen. Second, and really importantly, it supported single family lenders and servicers and multifamily lenders by giving them awareness, education, adoption of the policies or the technology, you know, anything that was designed to help them service their customers through the recovery. So, you know, they didn't know what to do. They were getting calls to their call center. They weren't sure, are our policies changed? How does this work? There were things that were a little bit unclear. And then finally, the, the third thing was to engage key stakeholders, right? This is, you know, this is the media, right? These are other folks who are out there maybe giving information that, um, that really wasn't clear. So, you know, we did all of that in an attempt to, you know, and I'll call it kind of serve for us a new audience, which was consumers to help them through this process. And we did it in many, many ways. There was a lot of things that we launched um, that were new for us. And you talked about innovative, there were things we launched that were new and different for us, but that could help um, consumers get through this and could help our lenders and servicer and other partners help them through. I think that's so interesting because you know, you say you looked at media companies. I know for us, I mean, of course, that was just like, you know, all hands on deck for us, just 24 hours because, but to have a centralized place to be like, okay, this is the authority and this is what they're saying. And here's where we can go for information and facts. Super helpful because, you know, I mean, we, we, we have the same goal. We want to 
inform, you know, on, the, on this issue, inform inform the lenders and servicers, help them inform consumers, because because a lot of consumers come to HousingWire as well. Even though right. we're a B2B publication, we, we rank really high on search for, for different search terms. So we were getting tons of, of consumer um, you know, feedback. And it's like, oh, you know, we wanted to have the, the most and up to date. So that's really interesting. You know, when, when you're thinking about creating and rolling out here to help, how did you draw on lessons learned in past crises? Because this was a brand new kind of thing, right? This is, I mean, we've had other health issues. We've had other, you know, you think about local, you know, natural disasters, but this is something just totally different. So, so what did you look to? Yeah, Sarah, it's a it's a really good question. We, um, you know, we've had two unprecedented um, experiences in you know in the past twenty five years, right? A, a great recession, um, one that was you know the biggest since the the Great Depression, and now a pandemic, right? Which is the first pandemic in in what over a hundred years. Um, so, and this was brand new because this was a this was you know first a health crisis. Um, that evolved into an economic crisis and, and just massive confusion because it was so new and different for so many people. Um, but you're right. We also have had natural disasters and other things where we've had to mobilize and get information to people um, where needed. But but to your point, on a much, much smaller scale, right? The, you know, the, the, the biggest natural disaster crises you know, hit just a small percentage of um, what happened, you know, with with, you know, the pandemic and COVID-19. So the, the biggest lesson that we've had and the biggest lessons in these crises, both, you know, the financial crises and, and other individual ones, is make it as easy as possible for people to know what their options are. Like, give them the information as clean and as clearly as possible. Make it repeatable. You know, put it out there with your partners, with, you know, with the media in the exact same way, the exact same languages. Right. That information getting out there is so, so important. Um, another thing that, you know, that we learned from the past is, you know, you can create policies and programs. We, we do that all day long. Um, but if people don't know about those policies, if our servicers and lenders aren't clear on them or aware of them, or if they're confused by them, they're worthless, right? And it only makes it more difficult. So, um, you know, that that relationship on the single family side with servicers, with lenders, you know, we've really built that over the course of the last, let's say, you know, five-ish years. And, and, you know, this is some of the marketing innovation we did was to be able to get them information very, very quickly and, and, and clearly. So that helped quite a bit. Um, so, you know, if we think about on the, on the multifamily side as well, getting the borrowers the right information on, you know, what do you do if someone's not paying rent or what are we going to do and what's going to happen? So that was, the, you know, for us, that was so, you know, so clear from past either small or large crises is getting that right information, making it, you know, kind of repeatable, making it digestible um, and ensuring that, that, you know, they, you know, they had a source of truth, which was us for the information. So I'm really glad you brought up multifamily because, you know, I mean, so so we cover uh, mostly single family and Fannie Mae, obviously you sit at the crossroads of financing for single family homes, but you also play a key role in, in multifamily finance. So how did you tailor your outreach for each of those constituencies when you think about renters versus homeowners? Yeah, it's, you know, I mean, we, 
you know, we, we think of them just as importantly, right? And, and, and it's funny because a lot of times renters will become homeowners. So um, in the process, they learn more about, you know, about their financial education at Fannie Mae. So some of the things we did, um, Sarah, right at the beginning of the pandemic, when we launched the Here to Help Education campaign, we had a, a website called knowyouroptions.com. And we, we took that and used that as the central hub for information. And, and we eventually linked it within FannieMae.com. Um, but, but we had that as that central hub where uh, anyone could go and get information for you know, renters or servicers. And, and what we did is we created first a virtual assistant to help users navigate you know, FAQs, provide them with a guided tour, how they could get through the pages to find what they wanted to. Um, you know, and this is, you know, for us, really important. We incorporated Google Translate right up front, right? So we wanted to assure the content was accessible. Uh, I think immediately we had five languages. I don't know where we are now, but, you know, people have, you know, different language preferences. We wanted to get them the information in the language that they preferred. And then for homeowners, you mentioned both homeowners and renters. Um, homeowners, we launched an online portal, and that online portal had a really, really clear explanation of forbearance. When it's an option, how do you get it started? What to expect after forbearance? I remember, you know, in the beginning, it was, you know, this will happen to you after forbearance. That'll happen to you after, you know, you're in worse, you know, people saying, don't take forbearance. You're going to be in worse shape. Um, no, no, you're going to be in, in good shape. I um, mean, we're going to help you through it. You know, and and this was the problem. I mean, I think to your point, everybody was trying to get the the, the accurate information out there, but not everybody had it. So, so we created this portal for homeowners. We also created a portal for renters, and you know you can see it now on knowyouroptions.com, or if you go you know directly to fanniemay.com, there's a section for homeowners, there's a section for renters, and so for renters, we had really straightforward information to help them understand you know what what is rent relief, what are different assistant options, um, you know how do you understand your rights as a tenant? Are there different rights for different, you know, places that you live? So really getting them that information in, you know, kind of in one place that so they asked a question or they had one, um, they could get the information right there as fast as possible. And another thing we did for both renters and homeowners, is we, we did a lot of um, um, intercepts on the website. And so we stopped them and said, did you find what you need? What other information would you need? That helped us update the content and get the content um, you know, that they needed and they wanted much more quickly. Um, I'd say, you know, kind of the last thing um, that we did, we, we noticed, and I think it was north of 50% of users were actually accessing the website from some sort of mobile device, right? So we knew they were going into the phone or so we developed, tested, and launched within just four months a consumer-facing Fannie Mae mobile app that had the same information and let the you know homeowners and renters find resources much more quickly in the way they wanted to find it. So um, both renters and homeowners, we we really strove to find the right information, give them more information, the relevant content, and get it to them in a package in a place where they could continue to go back. That medium is so important, right? I mean. Uh... You can have all the best information. If you're not where they are, if you're not where the consumers are looking already, I mean, you're just going to miss them. So I, I I really think that's interesting. You were able to stand that up in, in a four-month period. How, how long did it take you to do some of the other parts of that? You know, maybe on, on the website or like it, the mobile app, I would think would be the most time-consuming. 
the mobile app was, and, and again, you know, Sarah, we were lucky to have knowyouroptions.com as a site that was just sitting there um, that we, and, and we had, um, you know, we, we had put some things behind it so that we could have, you know, on Fannie Mae.com personalization. So when people come to FannieMae.com now or know your options, and they're coming from a zone where they, are, you know, they have a web, the web address from somewhere that has a disaster, Hurricane Ida recently, we, we put that content right up front for them. Right. We know where they're coming from and we give them the content. Some of those things like the personalization took a few months. Um, like I mentioned, the, the, the app took four months, but getting the content up, we were lucky to have know your options. We got that content up immediately. Uh, so the different pieces of, um, of the education, the outreach, we started to build over time and we're continuing to. We're still you know, driving new things. We did a, a, a rental lookup tool for folks, um, a renters to see, we did a, a servicing lookup tool. So different tools um, that over several months, when we heard the same question from people, we built tools to help solve those issues. You know, it's funny because I, I you think that um, renters might have a more difficult time, but when you think about reaching homeowners who might have set up their, their you know, payment on automatic pay, and, and don't know who their servicer is because it's like, oh, that, that's just a word to them, that it's not the person who sold them, it's not whatever. I, I can see that that would actually, in some ways, there's not a rental office to go to and talk to people. Right. You know, I'm, you're a homeowner, you're like, where do I go? So I, I can see how that would be even more important. Yeah, it, it, it really, really was. And, you know, we gave them the questions to ask their servicer, right? What should you say? What should you ask? And the really neat thing is on the other side of it, right, working with the servicers, we told them all of this and we gave them what are we sharing with you know consumers and how what are the answers and what are the answers because they didn't know a lot of times they they weren't sure so we were lining up what we were sharing with consumers we were giving that to the servicers so that when a consumer read something on our pages they went to the servicer they got the same answer that's that's awesome how do you measure you know an outreach effort like this trying to help people how do you measure success of that how how have you personally how does Fannie Mae look at this and say we know we've succeeded when yeah the the i'll say there's kind of two ways we're looking at it one is what's happened right what's happened to to homeowners and renters and i'll i'll start with um, you know, single family homeowners, right? So, so I, I think the number is somewhere um, around 1.3 million single family homeowners entered a forbearance plan um, since the start of the pandemic. 1.3 million. That's, you know, we have 17 million total. That's a pretty big number. Um, and, and if you go back to February 2020, before the pandemic, 6,000 home borrowers were in forbearance. Um, 6,000. So by May 2020, it was over 1 million. Right? So, so we had to set up operations to be able just to, to you know, handle that many home, you know, homeowners going into forbearance. Um, so we fast forward to today. So, so what's happened in the, you know, the past year, year and a half of the 1.4 million loans that entered forbearance through to Q2 of 2021, 77% had already exited by the end of the quarter. So 77% of the 1.4 million in forbearance have exited. And the really good news, and, and I love you know, this stat, 96% were either current, paid the loan in full, or took advantage of some sort of repayment option, such as the COVID-19 payment deferral, or they did a loan modification. So 96% um, are on the path to, you know, to success. So from a, um, you know, from a success 
this is not just of the education and the outreach, but this is of you know what's happened through the pandemic. But we couldn't have done it without the education and the outreach to you know our servicer, our lender partners, and consumers. So that's the kind of the, the success standpoint and how we're measuring it from what's happened. And then if we think about um, here to help specifically, we, we measure a lot. And this is something that we do quite often from a, from a marketing communication standpoint. Um, so we measured, you know, when someone views our here to help materials, we surveyed them, as I mentioned, you know, what percent went and did something. So we found that 73% of homeowners and 63% of renters took some sort of action, such as gathering more information about forbearance, they gathered more info on federal and state housing assistance, they got protection from eviction, or even just they reached out to their servicer or landlord. So over two-thirds of renters, and or almost two-thirds of renters, and about three-quarters of homeowners, we knew that based on the, the, you know, the impact that we made, they took some other steps that were helpful to them. Um, we we track number of visits. We've had over four and a half million visitors to our Know Your Options webpage. Um, the, we have a loan lookup tool I mentioned that's been accessed um, over two and a half million times. So we look at what they're looking at, what they're you know interacting with, um, and then we're asking them: Is this giving you the right information? So it's great that we know. Yes, we're getting people to interact with the information. They're taking actions afterwards. And then in the end, we're finding they're actually being helped because they're getting out of forbearance or staying in their homes as renters. Those are some great metrics. And and just to be clear, the loans that Fannie Mae has bought, right? Those are your the Fannie Mae share of loans. Yeah. So these are these are Fannie Mae single family loans that went into forbearance. Yep. Awesome. That's really great. Well, looking ahead, what's next for Fannie Mae marketing efforts? Do you hope to expand beyond resources to deal with pandemic-related disruption really serve as a guide to would-be home buyers more than you have in the past? Yeah, this is um, we're we're in a in, in a strange place. You know, um, we're really still you know we're feeling the effects of the pandemic still, right? So there's still a health crisis. Um, there's still an economic crisis, although you know it's not nearly as bad as we expected. It seems to be getting better. Uh, and, you know, the health crisis appears to be getting better as well. So it feels like, boy, we're starting to get, you know, in a, in a much better place. Um, but I, I can tell you the, the damage that the pandemic has caused from a housing perspective, um, it's going to take years to fix, right? So we have housing supply. Housing supply, as you know, is way behind coming into the pandemic. It's only gotten a lot of worse a lot worse, especially at the lower end, right? For very low income, low income um, homeowners or people who want to buy a home, it's it's very challenging for them to find a house right now. Um, the gap in home ownership between blacks and whites was terrible before the crisis. It's only gotten worse during the crisis. And if you look at it, the people at the lower end of the income spectrum, I mean, the people who, you know, we are chartered to help most, especially very low and low income um, potential homeowners, they are worse off than they were coming into the crisis, right? And and then you layer on top of this housing prices that have gone through the roof. I mean, you just, and they continue to go up. So low supply, people who, you know, we are helping and we're serving, not doing as well coming out, you know, out as we, we exit the crisis and they can't get into a house because there is no supply and it's too expensive. So, you know, in my mind, we're still in um, in this crisis and we should partner with folks in the industry 
to help Americans get through this. It's going to take a long time. So I, I think there's a lot more that we can do and we can do in partnership with many in the industry to help solve these problems. So although we're not in the kind of everybody's in forbearance and we're, we're in a crisis mode, we now need to figure out what are the next things that we can help um, you know, the renters, renters who want to buy or homeowners with. So we've we've done some of this. So we've expanded um, our here to help outreach. You know, I mentioned before, we have Hurricane Ida, right? So there's other natural disasters. We've raised the awareness. We have a Fannie Mae disaster response network. Very few people knew about it before. Now a lot of people know about it. And so they know to come to Fannie Mae's disaster response network if if something happens. Or like I mentioned before, we, we now have personalization. So we find someone's coming from an area that was impacted. We serve them that content immediately. Um, we're also, and we did this during the pandemic and we're doing a lot more of it now, we're helping consumers navigate their refinance options, right? So we, we've we launched um, Fannie Mae's Refi Now. And, you know, this is helping people, you know, lower their their rates to make their home ownership more sustainable to, you know, we're, we're you know, we're in almost record. I think they ticked up a little bit, but um, almost record low mortgage rates. And then, you know, I don't, I, you know, just very recently over the past few weeks, um, we launched something which is really going to help renters become homeowners and really going to help at, um, um, at, at, I'd say, the lower income and very low income segments. We've launched positive rent payment history. And now in mortgage credit evaluations, we are able to give people credit for their positive rent payment history that they've been making for years and years. It was just like just like a mortgage payment. They paid it on time every month for years and it never got into the into the file and into the data. And so we've enabled that. So there's a lot that we think we can do to help. You know, I mentioned the, the continued problems at the outset, but it's going to take a lot of partnership across the industry with a lot of us working together to solve these problems. Really interesting. It, it, you know, you described this as a as a mission moment. And so I'd love to ask you, you know, for your team, for the people who, who work with you, I mean, to be able to do something in that moment that they felt like was very helpful to people in real distress, right? I mean, we don't, e- even though we all have things that we contribute, maybe we don't all see it and, and see the, the result in a way that you could during the pandemic. You know, what did this mean for your team coming together and doing this? Yeah, I'm, I am, I, you know, I couldn't be more proud of of my team and the team across Fannie Mae and then, you know, I'll even ex- extend it out to the, you know, the, the virtual team in the industry coming together to do this. Um, you know, I, I, and so, so I think of my my team and, and the marketing communications team at Fannie Mae, they were being affected just like everybody else. They had relatives who were getting sick. They couldn't get food. They were scared. They were worried. Maybe they couldn't go to doctor. I mean, they were feeling personal um, distress. And it, it really, we, we kind of work together and galvanize together to say, look, we're feeling this, everybody else is feeling this, but we can also have an opportunity to make a difference and help people through this process. And, um, you know, boy, you know, it went from, you know, people working on other things, then worried to just galvanizing and coming together and jumping in and supporting. I mean, people working nights and weekends, it was, it became the most important thing. And, and I think it, in, in many ways, I know it was for me, it was a bit of distraction from the beginning of the pandemic of, you know, we're going to rally and we're going to help people through this. We've got, you know, you can mention we've got a mission, but we have a responsibility to do it as well. So I, I couldn't be more proud of, you know, the people that I worked with directly on this, um, they jumped in, you know, they put everything else behind and, and they focused their efforts on 
getting you know renters and homeowners and people who are really affected um, badly by the pandemic in the early days, getting them through it as quickly as possible. I really think that that a lot of people in our, in our audience can relate to that exact feeling because they did the same thing, right? We saw lenders and servicers jump into action, and you know it was it was a great I don't want to say distraction, but it was a great focus during something that was so uncertain to be able to go. I can do this, and I can help, and and I feel like you know I want to I want to champion the fact that you guys did this, that the lenders and servicers, that our whole industry. You know, in a time of, of, of a national crisis, came together and did some pretty amazing things. So I, I appreciate you being on and talking about what you guys did and, um, and just giving us some insight into what that looked like. So thank you so much, Steve. Well, Sarah, thank you so much. I mean, this has been, you know, a great opportunity for me to share what we've been doing. It's it's exciting work. We feel like it's it's work, you know, we have to do. It's been great partnership with the industry. I mean, as I said, these are very challenging times for so many people and partnering with the industry, working with the Fannie Mae team, we've, you know, together stepped up and, and I'll say we've done everything we can do to help homeowners and renters through the difficult time. But um, there's more, right? You know, even though the economic impact is, is easing, it's going to take a long time to fix the housing problems that um, have worsened through the pandemic, especially for those, you know, that we are, are missioned to serve. So. I'll tell you, I look forward to the continued partnership with the industry. I look forward to helping as many renters and homeowners as we can in the years to come. So thank you. And thanks for having me, Sarah. Absolutely. Great discussion. Really appreciate it. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing what you guys do next. Looking for more insight into what will happen in 2022? Or maybe you need more information on what in the world is happening with the federal regulators. Or you could just be looking for information on how to stay competitive as the industry shifts to a purchase-focused market. Our HW Plus Premium Membership comes with all of this insight and more. With your HW Plus Membership, you'll get at least five HW Plus articles a week that dive deeper into the daily news to help you confidently make business decisions. To join, go to housingwarrant.com forward slash membership. Thanks for listening to Housing Wire Daily. I hope you have a great weekend. If you haven't already, make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on all the hottest stories crossing our news desk each and every day. The podcast is now available wherever you like to listen. We'll see you back here on Monday.